Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Vampires from a Chimney Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Alright, I will start with the recap. So, and you guys would have seen this in the message of the day, but welcome to session session three. And so what happened last session, best I can tell, on Bashir's comfortable carpets, most of you sleep the sleep of the Danaberry vine, while one of you, the goodly Norbit, sits as your silent witness. With augmented olfactory and auditory senses, Bashir attempts to find a reason for the strange dream. Nothing is revealed. Nothing other than three companions with eyes filmed over in milky white, while the fourth, the slave named Opal, her eyes remain clear. As Bashir studies and watches over you, his wards, curiosity burns within him and it requires an answer. He claps loudly to awaken you from your slumber, awaken you to face more of his grueling questions. But these questions are cut short as a series of low, deep rumbles cause Bashir to stop short. A moment later, he sends you away with an, an irate Lord Rishi, who has one of his guards, Nit, take the four of you, his special slaves, to begin your day of moving rocks. 350 meters up trail from the main encampment, and after moving rocks for a couple of hours, two of you, Clicker and Norbit, accidentally uncover a tiny hole in one of the barrows that emits a faint pink light. Thereafter, Norbert can't restrain himself and tries to put, put the spine back into his so-called tentmates. Fearing discovery, he uses a terrible bout of IBS and a bloody high skill check to poo on command and cover up the opening. Later, during your water break, Norbert manages to get, Norbert manages to get all of you talking about the discovery, and so a plan begins to percolate. You must work together to bring data back to the one-time archaeologist and the longest slave among, among yourselves, Thorn. Thoughts of escape focus your efforts and collectively, you manage to acquire the data that Thorn needs. So when the second cup of water for the day arrives, accompanied by lunch, he shares his analysis. Remove those five rocks and perhaps, perhaps there is a means of escape. Past lunch, the four of you begin to enact your plan to hoodwink your guards as you remove the five rocks all the while keeping the hole blocked from their watching eyes. In this session, let's see if your decision to enter the cavern of Zur mushrooms was wise. What do you think? Good good recap? I quite liked it. I spent three days writing that. Works for me. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, and I will go over again to um, what you guys did discover there. And I will reshare the map that you guys should see yourselves on. Okay. Let me sync. Okay. So. Can you hear that background music now? It's changed. <laughs> it has. Yes, we heard it changed. Okay. It's very soft to me, but anyway. No, that's okay. I like it's, it soft. It's one of those things, yep. the, the music and the recording of it, you know, a person's always got to tweak that volume. All right. So, let's change this too. The hollow sound of metal ringing on rock echoes in your ears as you look at the pink glow that lights up this chamber. Afternoon has just arrived on December 4th, 1015. And before entering this cave, it had been about 14 degrees centigrade outside, and a mild breeze from the south had been blowing. The thought of freedom raised ad adrenaline, and then, and then was dashed when the turtle began pooing everywhere. 
Hope rose again when a turtle sphincter caused the guards to recoil in disgust, but then was eroded once more when the guard Nit stepped in. With fragile nerves, the four of you managed to collect enough data for Thorn that he was able to ascertain that the passage of sorts was under this barrel. Lunch couldn't come quick enough so that you could devise a plan to make your escape, and together you managed to keep hidden your revealing work. As the fifth rock was removed, you had the space you needed to make the break, and so quickly, each of you squeezed into the very tight opening. Would Volan and Norbit fit, though? Luck was on your side. And with a slight bruise or two, the larger companions scraped their way in. And you found yourself in a cavern that... Uh, the, the cavern... The entrance sloped down steeply, uh, the floor, whereas the ceiling was at a, a lesser grade. And you find yourself now in this 25 by 20 foot natural cave. There is a ledge to the west. It's roughly 10 feet uh, above the ground. And the ceiling is probably about 18 feet up. And we came from the south? You came in from the south. And okay. so that, so that's um, the entrance was a lot, of course, a lot tighter, but just use your imagination there. But yeah, the, the, as you went down, the, the passageway widened a bit. Uh, to where you're at now. And so in this area that you're in now is where all of those uh, Zur mushrooms are. What would you okay, guys so like to do? Is it, no! is it like... No! And uh, Clicker, uh, making a clicking sound, moves forward and tries to get a sneak peek around the around the corner. Okay. What's what's vision like here? Is it is it low light due to the uh, mushrooms, or is it still uh, is it brighter or less? Yeah, with because of all of the Zer mushrooms that are here and the, their bioluminescence, it lights up this chamber quite well, so you can see quite clearly here. Recognizing that none of my companions know anything about this, I'm going to explain to them all about the the mushrooms. Yeah. So I think you're the only one who doesn't know about the mushrooms then, uh, Thorned, because you missed last session. But uh, you listened to it, so you should be pretty clear on it now. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, so okay. So, Clicker, you go up and you look uh, around the corner. Uh, as you look around the corner, you notice that the light does dim uh, as it goes... Well, actually, maybe I should reveal... I think that's pretty good. So you notice that as there's a passageway, oops, there's a passageway that heads off to the northeast and a passageway that heads to the north. And let me reveal that one to the north as well. Okay. Uh, the passageway that heads to the northeast, you notice that uh, the light starts to dim uh, as you look off to the northeast. And um, you can see that directly north of where the mushrooms are, you can see that the passageway in front of you changes from raw cavern to worked walls. Uh, at the base of the wall to the left and right, and just before a few steps, so there's some steps uh, right here just at the where the worked wall begins right there and they're they're not like large steps that go up like five odd feet they're just very large uh steps that you know they're maybe uh two feet per step in in the width so at the base just before those steps start there are let me open this again uh there are a couple of two feet tall oddly shaped stone mushrooms. So I'll draw on this map again. So basically one sits there on that corner there and the other one sits on this corner over here. So more or less because you guys are all medium and, and more or less you're all roughly five feet or, or higher, these, these things will come up to pretty much your knee in height. Um, it's human mate. Come. Come. Just hold, hold on there, uh, Clicker. We we need to um, uh, make sure we're not going into danger. Um, 
can I? What what, what am I wearing? Am I just wearing a loincloth? Yes, all of you are just wearing loincloths at the moment. We, we are we are being chased, by the way, right? Just yes. a reminder. They came You're... after us immediately, so we are yes. very much in a in okay. a hurry. Sure, sure. Uh, did, I just did they say... enter the Did they enter the tunnel? No, they have not. You yeah, heard uh, just as you guys had entered this chamber. You heard you heard one ominous ringing of metal on rock. Listen, I, I might have something that could uh, hide our progress, at least for the uh, short term. But um, we should try and move up to this passage to the north. Is there any light in the passage from the north? Uh, it also darkens. The passage to the north and the passage to the northeast uh, both darken as as you get yeah. further from the this main chamber, this bulb well, where all those there's no one's gonna are. scoop up a handful of mushrooms because he can't see. Um, and um, I, I turn to Vol and Nenoma to please head head past that uh, entrance. I'm going to try something that um, has has come to mind. Ho hopefully it'll work, but uh, well, let's see. Hmm. Good luck. Hurry. And Clicker, who has been, you know, she she caught, caught a cold apparently uh, during the last couple of days. But uh, right now, you see none of that. She's very energetic, super excited that something is happening. And, so I'm, uh, maybe this is actually a way to get out of here. So I'm going to try, hopefully, um, to cast. So I'll, I'll pull at the uh, woolly loincloth that's that's on me. Uh, and um, hold, holding a bit of that wool in my hand, I'm going to attempt to cast Minor Illusion. And the aim of the illusion, as it were, is basically I'm going to continue that rocky wall there so it looks like it's just um, one passage heading off to the east, whereas we're going to be heading north. Okay, and before you do anything else, I have a single question I need to ask you there, um... So just one second as I pull you into this channel. Okay, one question for you, Thorn. Is Minor Illusion the one cantrip that you got after session one? Correct. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Yeah, take yeah. You back. That, that's, I chose that one because it was probably the most versatile. Okay. Okay, so Thorn, as you are uh, preparing to cast your illusion, um, you get a sensation as well. Um, the sensation that everything that you couldn't reach for before, everything that you, you felt. So after, after you returned from the dream, you knew that you, that ability that had been missing from you for such a long time had returned. Or, or at least you could feel it again, uh, whereas for the last year, it just was always out of reach. Uh, as you reach to start that weave, you can feel the sensation of those other abilities are now available to you. And so with, with while, while holding the fleece um, in, in his hand, while holding the... Uh... Um, uh, the loincloth in, in his left hand. He um, moves his right hand uh, back and forth in some intricate gestures and then all of a sudden uh, appearing out of nowhere is uh, a, a wall uh, that looks to be of uh, rough hewn stone exactly the same as what is there to make it look like uh, this passage is uh, impossible to pass and it would look like more people would head to the right. And with that, I um, continue north with uh, everyone else. Okay. So you're putting it up pretty much r right there, or, yeah, or where right Norbit there. is. Well, close enough, where, wherever it looks nice. But before, okay. try, and, try and do it before the um, the actual uh, stone, rough stone work that's uh, to the north of us. Okay, cool. Uh, Can we see through it? You watched, uh, you watched as Thorn made this gesture. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, Clicker, that's correct. Uh, Clicker was just asking if 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 that is um, at, in character. I don't know if you would have noticed it just yet, but Thorn specifically just noticed noticed it as you guys were moving through the cavern and as he was casting the minor illusion, he noticed uh, that uh, something that had he noticed that there was something something going on. So, otherwise. Uh, so there's now a wall there. Uh, Norbit, when you look back, you, you did see Norbit, or sorry, Norbit, you did see Thorn uh, you, mouthing something, and you did see him making some somatic moves, and you did see the wall appear, and knowing that if you look really hard, you can still probably see past it. Cool. Now, that being said... Uh, I have one other thing I've got to mention to Thorn. Actually, what I'll do, Thorn, is I will, instead of me dragging you into a... No, you know what? I do have to drag you into the separate channel. <laughs> All right, Thorn. Uh, as you walk past those uh, oddly shaped uh, stone mushrooms, uh, you notice... Uh, the following as well. I, I'll put this into a, a whispered message that you can see in the chat window, but I'll also say the oddly shaped bell mushrooms remind you of that, you know, oddball gardener back in that town with those weird ceramic mushrooms in their lawn, red with the white polka dots. Reminds you of that. Mushrooms look kind of similar. They're devoid of color, but they're exquisite in detail. And you've seen that you see that there's a tiny receptacle hole at the top of its bell in the shape of a mushroom. So with that, this this um, town you're talking about is that the town when I was rolling? This... <laughs> Any town in your back in your backstory that makes oh, sense? Oh right, okay. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure whether it was that ultimate yeah. thing or whether it was just um, some time previous. Nah, just okay. some any any town in your backstory really. Just basically painting the picture of the ceramic mushroom. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Okay. Uh, you were the only one that noticed that, by the way. Clearly. Okay. Okay. We are back. Uh, sorry. So you guys start moving up the chamber, and Norbert, you said you'd grabbed a fistful of mushrooms. I did, so that I could see because it's dark. Okay. Uh, with a fistful of mushrooms, all you would be able to see is dim light as you that's move forward. Than, that's better than standing there in complete blackness. Yep. Okay. Uh, one thing I'll m mention as well is that um, as you enter this these the worked wall area, you notice that there is a playfulness to the shaping of these the, the wall stonework. It's that there's an absence of pattern. Small, large, tiny, huge squares make up the wall uh, of the passage as you move forward. But there's it's the odd non-symmetrical shapes of the stonework they kind of tug at your emotions and they kind of evoke a sense of wonder and joy. Hmm. I'm going to spend Oh, and sorry, time. last thing, so, sorry. Um, though, although those steps were two feet in width, they do slowly rise. And as you progress further into the passageway, that 18 foot ceiling is now, you're just in an eight foot passageway where Clicker is at. Okay. I'm going to spend a little bit of time investigating the uh, those ceramic mushrooms. Not too much because we've got to keep moving. But uh, if there's anything uh, outside of the ordinary, in particular um, that uh, little hole you mentioned, that would be useful. Sure. And I think I, uh, you can either an intelligence or wisdom check is actually fine by me. Okay, I'll go wisdom check. So not perception. Mm. Not. Just no, just a wisdom check. Uh, in the tower. Yeah, in the tower, please. Hits away. Okay. And with that roll, you look at it. I mean, you do notice that it's the 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 hole is in the shape of a mushroom, but that's all you can garner from that uh, particular looking at it, and that's because you rolled a five. Oh, sad. Sad lover. Okay, we'll keep going. 
I'm going to use my so divine sense to see if there's any nasty things around. All right, and what does your dis divine sense do? According to this, it says that evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor and powerful good registers like heavenly music in your ears. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet uh, of you that is not behind total cover. You know the type of any being whose presence you sense, but not its identity. Okay. And I can do this present plus my evil. charisma modifier. Not behind total cover is already a problem because we're in a small, narrow passage. All, all three of your companions uh, show up as fiends. Right. <laughs> I run through the imitation wall back into the arms of my captors who are grateful to see me. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you can... Uh, you can use this feature a number of times. Okay. Uh, so just, I, I think that exists on your actions tab, so just check off a usage of your divine sense. Will do. That was so appropriate, that music. Very much a divine that was sense. Exactly sound. what it should sound like. <laughs> okay. Um,. I detect nothing. <laughs> no, in fact, you do not detect a strong evil. In fact, you don't... If anything, there is a sense of... I mean, that, 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 that wonder that, and playfulness to the walls, that kind of still sits within you. But even though all of that, even though the, the stonework here kind of uh, creates that emotion within you, you also do get the very distinct impression that of undead. Uh, uh, you get it uh, pretty much directly to the north and very mildly, very mildly to the northwest. I shall convey that to my companions in a quiet voice. Okay. In the, uh, while you were doing that, Clicker was uh, dragging her hands along the walls and was looking up and down. And uh, while you were trying to send something, she she said, "Somebody very confused. Hate these." And then she's looking back at you, and and you. You just spilled the information that there is that may be undead nearby, and she immediately pulls back her hand and uh, focuses the the path forward. Give me a perception check, nonetheless, Clicker. In the tower, please. Okay, one second. Oh, I do love my whispers channel having that back again. <laughs> All right, Clicker. Um, one thing you also notice, um, just before Norbit mentions that, as you were running your feathered hand along the wall, uh, you came to realize very quickly that this stonework isn't bricks on bricks. All of this stonework has been shaped. Okay, any questions? I'll put us back then. <laughs> oh, what can you guys be laughing about? All right. Yes. I'll give you mine as long as you promise not to look. Uh, let me reveal more since Clicker is there. So the dim light, uh, the dim light only works for 30 feet. 5, 10... Norbit's back there, 5, 10, 15, 20. Okay, well, I can't reveal any more because Norbit's way back there. Unless some of you guys, any of you guys got dark vision? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll does. dark vision. And does oh, yeah. thorn. As do I. Okay. I think I should actually make sure. I'm pretty sure trolls can see in the dark. Abilities. It should show on the main tab. 
Yeah, it'll it'll the mean tab. Oh, dark vision. Yep, sure. Okay. You know, mm, never mind. Okay, so, so uh, as Clicker looks, uh, uh, pierces her gaze forward. Uh, she she also mumbles, as much as somebody who's mimicking uh, can mumble. is shaped it's not built oh really that oh my click oh that's that's some uh, keen eyes you have my hands and once she mentions that to your eyes as well uh thorn you would have uh noticed that as well as soon as she mentioned that Okay. Uh, are there any small little stones about? Uh, like, slightly smaller than palm-sized? None. Not in this passageway, no. Were there any in the previous passageway? Uh, where the mushrooms were? Yes. Yeah, okay. Dang. Well, I'll keep looking for them. Okay. Um, Alright. So, you've entered a 30 foot by 30 foot chamber. Four square columns rise from the floor to meet the ceiling. A pedestal, a, a pedestal sits betwixt the columns, and you notice that there is a skeleton, or skeletal remains sit leaning against the eastern wall beside a closed door. Uh, to the est, to the west, is a ten-foot-wide al alcove. We can't. I can't see any door at the moment. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to get that revealed in just a smidge. I mean, you you could just make it easy on all of us and just reveal the whole map. Man, yeah, just you just are so just a wizard of amusement, uh, Thorn. <laughs> just show us the the est, as you just said. So east uh, and west. west. So basically everything. West. No, the est. I'm, I'm very good, very positive on that. You want, you meant to say everything. So <laughs> est is just fine. <laughs> keep pushing. Keep pushing. Okay, we'll get there eventually. I'm going to have a look around the room uh, as best I can. Is there anything on the pedestal? The pedestal, there is nothing on the pedestal at this moment. But you could give me a um, investigation check when you get closer. Wow. I'll go up to there and make okay. an investigation check. All right. Norbert's coming in over, over there. Okay. Uh you can tell that the pedestal once held something spherical at its center. What it might have been is gone. But there was definitely something spherical there. And as Volan steps into the room, the skeletal remains jiggle, and the skull turns to look up at you. It stands in a single motion, pulling up a sword and bow, both of which crumble in the motions of, of the skeleton standing. For the briefest, briefest moment, it looks at the crumbled items in its hands. Is that surprise in its hollow skull? Give me initiative, guys. Oh, awesome. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, first uh, second initiative. First real life, not dream initiative. <laughs> okay. So do we throw Norbert at it and run? Norbit, sit on it. <laughs> that just sounds like a good plan, doesn't it? It's always me, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking just... about it from Mario, because, you know, you, you get the turtle shell right. and it just bumps yep. it along. Yeah, you just gotta pull back into the shell and then we throw you. Or we push you. Yep. Okay, either which way, as it That's stands, right. it... it uh, oh, I should lock tokens here. Alright, it moves in directly in front of you, then Norbit... And without anything in hands, it just tries to punch you with its skeletal fist. And just because you guys uh, do recall, if you, in your inventories, if you've got your armor equipped, please unequip your armor because you are just in loincloths. For you, Norbit, I believe your shell automatically takes care of stuff. Either which way, though, it does punch you, and you it punches you right in the solar plexus, 
uh, just at the point where a couple of your tortoise, uh, I don't know what you call the the shell, the hard parts join. Plates. The plates. Yeah, of course, plates. Jeez. It hits you right in the between a couple of plates and you feel them squeeze in and you get a dull bit of pain. And you take two bludgeoning points of damage. And that's it. Clicker, what are you going to do? Clicker jumps up from from being surprised by, by how something dead just came back to life. But uh, she immediately springs to action. After after a brief moment of uh, surprise and, and... yeah, As soon as that adrenaline hits, Fear. you get yeah. the sense that all of those abilities that had once been missing are suddenly... You're aware of them once more. Oh, all of them. Okay. All of them. Yep. So uh, she runs behind the skeleton. Okay. Um, as it's busy with Norbit, and yep. pretty sure I don't get sneak attack when uh, when I'm not armed. I mean that that get that's sneak attack as long as you're advantaged. Yep. Okay. Um, so armed is not not a thing. As long as you've got advantage. Nope. So the uh, attack must use a finesse or range. Ooh. Yeah, you need to no. use finesse. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but still, I have advantage, right? Yep. So uh, she's, uh, yeah, she's trying to just tear at the rib cage, probably. So uh, she she tries to grab the ribs and just pull. Yeah. So that'll be super hard. That'll be your strength modifier plus proficiency on a d20. Mm -hmm. Okay, go for it. Uh, trying to find the right button. In the meantime, I will add unarmed strike to your weapons so you have it available. Mm -hmm. Don't even bother. I've got better than unarmed strike. It's <laughs> <laughs> my tools. <laughs> so yeah, have fun, guys. I'm till, doing nothing. Tell the bird to stand down. <laughs> I got the eleven on the U and A. Okay, there we go. I did my job. Oops. Oh wait, I didn't I didn't target it? My bad. Oh shit! Wait a second. That should always be. There we go. All right, you now you now have it in your weapons. Okay, sorry. Uh, so you does an eleven hit? Eleven will not hit. So you smack at it with your fist. Uh, the excitement and adrenaline burning in your veins, and that just it's a little bit too much that you miss, and you you kind of go between oh. a couple of uh, ribs rib bones, and I have I have advantage. Yeah, well, yes, you then roll again. And <laughs> ignore the 11, because the 15 yeah. is absolutely a hit. Okay, so Flicker again grabs at the at the ribs and just breaks out a couple. Yep, absolutely. Roll your damage. Oh, it's always... And yep. that little bit of bludgeoning damage was enough to shatter the bones and they fall to bits, uh, to utter bits, disintegrating at your feet into a pile of dust. The skeleton is no more. Ah, oh, so all the bones are dust as well. Yes. No improvised weapons. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Not with that skeleton. Why was that? What did you do? And she's just looking looking at, at, at her hands. Does she still have uh, parts of the rib? ribs uh, in her hands or did those no. disintegrate as well? No, when you gripped onto them and busted them, uh, the act of breaking them from the skeleton also caused the ones in your hand to start turning to dust as well. Okay, so she's just looking at her open hands and you can see a little bit of dust remaining in there in her palms and she's just completely confused what just happened. Okay. Looking around. You broke it, you stupid bird. Uh, I don't do not like the uh, look of uh, these, this area, but uh, I don't think we had much of a choice. Uh, listen, I was looking at this uh, 
pedestal here and uh, it's it's missing something some sort of sphere maybe if we find it it could be useful grave robbers it's probably gone well just just keep an eye out for it 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 may be gone it it may be somewhere else And with you guys, of course, there, you do notice that uh, at the end of that alcove to the east, there is a couple, a set of double doors. Can you unlock our tokens? Oh, right. Sorry. There you go. So doors to the left of us and doors to the right. At this point, too, you you hear a very very dull echo of of a couple more thuds, a uh, ringing of metal on rock, and also hear the sound of of rock moving a little bit. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna get back down and re redo my minor illusion, just to because it only lasts a minute. I want to make okay. sure we've got as much time as possible. Then I'll come back. Okay, no problem. And. Clicker in the meantime mimicries the the sound shh, and when she does that, it just sounds, you know, like uh, when you would play something like that through a gramophone, or sometimes when when uh, when Dagobah just just plays plays some some background effects on on uh, on mumble and it just sounds super super weird. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. So it's this uh, this very distorted. Zzz, so. I'm going to try the door on the uh, east wall and see if it opens. Okay. When you touch that door, uh, the wood on that door uh, pretty much uh, falls apart in your hands. And you can see. Was there a doorknob? There was. Was it made out of steel? No. What was it made out of? Wood. In fact, uh, give me a perception check, Norbit. Uh, you you did note uh, when you were opening it, it, it was a little bit strange. Uh, the 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 knob on that door as it turned, uh, uh, it broke apart in your hand. But when you try to recall. Uh, you can't quite recall what it was, but something definitely didn't sound or didn't look. It was a surprise, but you didn't. It was too short-lived uh, in the action of breaking for you to actually put it specifically in place. The doors to the west, though, are uh, stone double doors. What do I see when I look in the room? Oh yes, of course. Um, you can see before you a 15 by 20 foot room that contains a sofa, a table, and some stools. Is there uh, a, a window at the far end or another door or is it just, it's closed? Uh, you'd have to go deeper in to see. I, I How say, inviting does the that, sofa look? I'm going to step out of the road so one of the guys with good dark vision can have a look. What were you asking, Thorn? I must say, Norbert would be a keen on uh, a keen person on the stools. He'd uh, definitely have a look at those. <laughs> Very good. I like Aww. that. Yeah, tying it all together. <laughs> it, ties, hey guy, it ties so well. There's one of my stools inside. Strangely, how that happened. Um, um, I'll I'll have a look in, see if there's anything I can use as a as a possible weapon. Okay. Give me a perception check again. And off it goes. Uh, yeah, you two, you look through, and I mean, you notice the the same things as Norbit uh, had noted. Uh, but with your trained eye, you can tell as well. Uh, the 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 wooden furnishings are a little bit strange. They're not uh, as you would have expected them to be. You know, um, all pieced together, dowels or or nails and whatnot. Um, can't quite put it uh, put it to it, but they they look odd to you from from where you're standing. I'll walk up to a stool and and touch it and see what happens. Okay. And when you say touch it, like touch how? 
Uh, just with the hand. Just, just placing it on, it on top. top, just gently. Yeah, just gently, lightly. Yeah, you can tell uh, when you sit there and you look at it now a little bit closer uh, with your keen dark vision eyes. Uh, you do note that it's not pieced at all. It's one whole piece. Okay. And, and looking it, about at the other furnishings, you notice that they're all the same. They have not been uh, fashioned. They've been shaped. With when I touch it, does it disintegrate instantly, or does it stay there? With your soft touch, it stays put. Okay, I'll, I'll try and pick it up with one uh, by one of the legs and see what happens. Okay, uh, as you pick it up, it it still it's you you can pick up the the stool and uh, it it does remain okay. Hey, uh, these things don't seem to disintegrate much. Uh, maybe we can use that as a uh, improvised weapon. And Clicker is also pushing into the room, and she's she's already grabbing one of these. No, it's going to go takes a swing with it. No, it's going to go in there and see if you can rip the leg off a table. All right, Norbert, you go in there, and when you grab onto the table and jerk to rip it off. Uh, the table uh, falls apart in your hands. Does it fall apart into pieces, or does it just, like, crumble into dust? It pretty much crumbles into dust. I think these things have been generated by some magical force, and I think that if you try to use them as a weapon, they're probably not going to work. Um, and he turns around to Thorn and says, whack me on the back with a chair. Have to stay quiet. I might try it on something that's worth whacking, um, Norbert, if you don't mind. <laughs> Clicker is already moving over there with the chair, uh, with the stool that she grabbed, and she just uh, swings at uh, Norbit's back where the shell is that is uh, covering him. You do not need to make a, an attack roll for that. Uh, do you? Do you accept the whacking, Norbit? I do. Yeah. And when it hits, it too. Uh, pretty much disintegrates in your hand. The act of swinging, the force of swinging was enough that it started to break in your hands even before it hit Norbit. Oh, so, no I, I said before she was she was already taking a swing, so then that would have happened before? Yep. As soon as you started swinging it with any kind of force, it would have fallen apart. Okay, I, so it already fell apart yep. while, while she was standing here. Yep. Okay. I strike my shoulders, drop the stool to the floor, and, and then... It falls apart. And then cast minor illusion at at the uh, disintegrated doorway and make it look like it's a, a stone part of the stonework. Is it is it um, a five foot square that doorway or does yes, it go it up is. higher? It okay. is. Do we want to go and have a look on the other through the other door first? Yeah, Volan kind of left and uh, is, you said that these were stone. Yes. So else is wood. Is there stone? Is these are stone. And uh, going over there and having heard those other conversations, as soon as you get there, you notice that uh, these stone doors, uh, just as the walls, uh, they've been shaped. Uh, you know, actually, one more second here. Give me, give me a quick smidge here. Let me read. Something. I would, I would mention to Norman and said, I have a feeling those uh, doors won't open uh, until we find that. Uh, Orb or something to go into that pedestal. <laughs> As if on cue, Volan goes to open the door. <laughs> so, one second, Volan. Take your time. As you reach... So, we're in a private channel. Mm -hmm. As you reach towards the door, I mean, you can see the door clearly. And as you reach toward it, it's, your hand almost feels like it passes through something that you can't see. And then you feel and then you touch the door that you can see readily and when you grab at the doorknob it swings inwards freely and quietly okay okay any questions <laughs> uh, i'll make an arcana check uh once i steady myself if that's okay just to see if it's magical in nature but you want to do that found... now in private or yeah. when we're back with the other guys i'll do it right well, i'll do it in the tower yeah do it in the tower please Oh, 
um you are i mean you you reach out with these these senses that you have these strange things these feelings that you have uh of late ever since that time in the in the 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 wagon and you get a sense of something but you you can't quite tell what it is there's nothing specific that you can see in terms of a sigil or something like that but you can definitely get a sense of something but no more than that yep okay thank you all right uh we're back uh so let me just reveal that to you um volan and you you have dark vision right yes Okay, uh, you when you look in there, you can see uh, this is looks like a deeper room than the other two. Uh, you see there looks like a some sort of a table to the uh, that's just to the north. You can see the edge of, and you can see a large throne-like chair that sits against the western wall. Western wall on which sits uh, skeletal remains. Um, the corner behind and to the side of the throne-like chair is covered with webs. Hmm. Okay. Tolan's definitely just gonna head head back here. <laughs> In the time clicker clicker uh braces her her arm and shoulder against um, against the direction of, of one of the walls and she just takes two, three very quick steps and smashes into them. Into Which the walls? Cell. You you just kinda run and smashed into a wall yep so without enough force to really hurt her right so okay. she's really bracing herself but she's just trying to apply force to the wall and see if the wall also falls to dust and any specific part of the wall or just any at any point i mean it's gonna be around her shoulder height so okay just, uh, uh, you take a you take a couple steps and you, you you smash you do a little check into the wall and uh i mean the only thing that happens is a bunch of feathers fly off in the air. When you look around at your companions, perhaps there is an, a little bit of a bruised ego here. I'm not sure. Maybe. <laughs> not to mention the historical laughter. And Norbit, when you look down that passageway, you can see that the passage, it kind of, the workstone, it's not that they end. Uh, it looks like uh, from where you're standing, there's rubble. Does it look like it's blocked? No, it is not blocked. Okay, I'm going to wait for Thorn to come back, and uh, sorry for Volan to come back and see what he says. Yeah, Volan's he kind of walks in, and he says, Another room. Looks like a big room. Could be way out. Okay, guys, going to go east, and we're going to go west. I'm going to walk go west. <laughs> I'm going to gonna go here and just poke my head around the corner I think it looks like a corner uh, bending off to the south no it uh, just give me a second here um, you can give me I mean with your background I'm not sure which which is the right skill check to use for you I think just a wisdom's got to be what it is so give me a wisdom check as you look uh, at these ruins here I will say that um, a feature of the archaeologists is when you enter a ruin or a dungeon, you can correctly ascertain its original purpose and determine its builders, whether those were dwarves, elves, humans, yuntai, or some other known race. In addition, you can determine the monetary value of art objects. Okay, then I will... Good thing you told me that, because this is what I'm going to tell you now in the Whisper channel. You are able to determine that the rubble in front of you is from a bridge that has completely fallen apart, and you can you can't see the bottom of uh, the cavern in front of you, uh, but you do see that the bridge extends across to the other side, or or it had extended, but it's completely missing now. And you're also able to determine that uh, you know, looking at the stonework, that this is the work of Fay. Ah, uh -huh, okay. Any questions? Um, 
how old does it look? It looks really old. Very, very old. You're sure that uh, without more time and proper, you can readily guess that it's hundreds, if not maybe even a millennia in, in age. And what what would be the purpose of this uh, this um, set of buildings or rooms, if there is one? You can tell uh, that this previous room that you're in, uh, you got the very distinct impression that it was a sitting room. The room with the the uh, other with the columns, you you have a you know that it's some kind of a a, a, a salon of something. You know that the pedestal is very relevant to that room. But without whatever it was, you're not entirely sure. Uh, especially because uh, there's really no dust in this area. Like no uh, dust to give you a clue. Like if there was impressions or, or footprints or anything like that. Okay, cool. I think that should be about it. And you know... I think, based on what you were saying then about being an archaeologist, then perhaps you would know as well the purpose of those... Hmm. No, because your, your skill check on that wasn't enough. I don't think you would. I don't think this would be something you've encountered before. That's fine. But you are an archaeologist. You know what? Give me give me another wisdom uh, wisdom check, and let's just see. Yeah, no. Something tugs at your mind about those those mush stone mushrooms, but it's just it slips. You can't you can't put tongue to frozen metal, as it were. <laughs> that makes that no sense. sounds like a worry. All right. Uh, Anything else? Otherwise, I'll drag us back. No, no, that should be good. All right. Sorry, guys, we're back. I'll head back, looking a little bit frustrated, and say, oh, well, there's um, a, a broken bridge off to the east. I don't think we can go any further that way. But uh, um, one thing that has been uh, bumping around in my mind is this looks like it's been built by the Fae, which... Uh, I think is a bit concerning. I'm Mick and I play Norbit. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28 and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me, the GM, storyteller, and Imagineer. I'm Dagobah. So until next time, good people, adieu.